In the world of Hollywood, movies get greenlit and redlit. They get remade and rebooted. But we are the ideal. I'm Sam Gash, and you are listening to Ideal Remake. Wolfman has nards. That's the line we're opening with. That's the memorable line from the movie. <laughs> Let's rock and roll. We are talking Monster Squad with Kevin Mosteller. Kevin, thank you for joining me. My pleasure, Sam. Thank you I'm for having me. Three episodes after your last episode? Yeah. Something it's, like that? Does that make me a series regular now? Uh, Pretty close. Yeah. Um, I, we were going to have on another guest, but unfortunately he had to cancel last minute today. But I wanted to talk to some people who grew up loving the movie Monster Squad. And I am one of them. <laughs> when did you first see? When did you first see this movie? Uh, so, Monster Squad was that uh, another one of those video treasures that I found. Uh, just I was that weird kid who went through the horror section and rented all the movies and brought them home. Uh, Monst- and this and this counted as a horror movie. It was in the horror section growing up. Yeah, weird. I know, right? Um, but especially it, by modern standards. Yeah, yeah. It's it's really. <laughs> Uh, but it was it was one that we could watch with the littler kids in my family, so mm-hmm. that makes sense. That one that one worked out well. Well, I mean, I'm trying to think of like a comparison. If this counts as a horror movie with like a horror movie that came out today, I haven't watched it yet. But did you watch the trailer for Us? I have watched the trailer for Us. Actually, how does this compare? It is not. This is not a horror movie compared to <laughs> Us at all. At all, is Us going to be good? I have a feeling us will be good. It looks it looks just weird enough to be uh, to be to be fun and scary. Good, um, that's all you want. Yeah, exactly. Especially in a good good horror. Yeah, movie. I mean, but... Jordan Peele's amazing. So here's my story with Monster Squad because I saw Monster Squad for the first time five years ago, let's say. Okay. And I'd never heard of this movie. Mm-hmm. This movie was the second instance of I wrote a script. I sat down to create the script. I wrote it. I I created this thing, and then I was describing it to someone, and they went, "Oh." Like blank. Mm-hmm. The first instance was the first pilot I ever wrote was I was like, you know what? Lawyers and doctors, they make all these different TV shows about these people, like these kind of not necessarily liked professions. Everyone's scared of the doctor. They don't like lawyers. Mm-hmm. What's another profession people don't like? Undertakers. I'll do oh. a story about a couple of brothers that run a funeral home. And so I wrote this pilot and then I was describing it to my friend and he said, um, you mean like six feet under? And I said, <laughs> what's that? Ah, yes. And so I had to sit and watch Six Feet Under. My show's nothing like that, but I also didn't like Six Feet Under. Uh, yeah, I had a I had a show that was very similar. That was like we were talking about doctors and lawyers. Mm-hmm. When my big pilot is Haunted, and it's uh, it's uh, about a lawyer who can see ghosts. Yeah, so great. Great premise right there. But I had the same thing happen of like, <laughs> have you ever seen Six Feet Under? And then there was one more too uh, as well that was like... Uh, the name escapes me right now, but there's another one where of it's a like, lawyer who can see ghosts. It wasn't a lawyer who sees ghosts, but there was like ghosts <laughs> interacting with people in the real world. That anyway. Well, I mean, it's also kind of similar in concept to Pushing Daisies. Of well, that was it. Pushing Daisies. Jeez, uh, man. I mean, I love Pushing Daisies. That was fun, yeah. And they always like, well, what if we brought back Pushing Daisies? But it it won't come back. Please don't do it. I mean, in the day that we're rebooting Roseanne, Roseanne let's let's. Although now <laughs> it's Roseanne without Roseanne, right? Now is yeah, it called? Now it's the Connors now. Thank with you, John John Goodman in the lead. Yeah, so. which I'm always down for more John Goodman. Yeah, same here. But the second instance of that happening to me was I wrote a movie about a team of monsters that fought other monsters. Oh, and it's I'm really proud of this movie. It's called The Horrors and. 
it, it's a it's a name that works well on paper, but mm-hmm. when you say it out loud, it sounds like the whores. You're like, wait, come again? But it, it is <laughs> the horrors. And eventually I will need to change that. But I was describing it to someone, they're like, oh, like Monster Squad. <laughs> How about a what? And so I had to go look up this movie, and I found it on Netflix, and I got the DVD or something, and I'm sitting down and watching, I'm like, okay, this is nothing like my movie, but now I can't use that name, because that name's better than mine. Exactly. Shoot. I hate when that happens. But, like, I saw this movie the first time five years ago, and I remember kind of, like, enjoying it. Oh, it's mm-hmm. cute. But then sitting down and watching it now... Yeah, it really doesn't hold up. Well. Now, I mean, full disclosure, it's been about five years since I've seen it. I watched it this morning. Um, I mean, Perfect. I was I was refreshed with the beats. You know, in my head, it was a fun... It was like <laughs> the B-movie version of The Goonies. And, yeah, and, kind of. And boy, man, it, it just really... <laughs> well, aside from the fact that it never feels like there are any real stakes. No. Except until like the last 30 seconds and then it's over. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. It also... Make some really bad jokes. Yes, some really bad jokes. And, I mean, we can talk, that's a testament to our screenwriter. Absolutely. Uh, screenwriters. Excuse me. I forgot this was a collaboration. Oh, was it? Yeah. I. Shane Black and Fred Dre- Fred Decker. Man, I butchered uh, his name. That sucks. And um, that's, well, I guess they're both kind of easy names. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, you compare it to another Shane Black movie from around the same time. You compare it to the movie I did for... Shane Black, Christmas special, whatever, uh-huh. which was Long Kiss Goodnight. Oh, yeah. And Long Kiss Goodnight is, I I still love that movie. I think that movie's fairly progressive for its time. It was, yeah. It's very feminist. It's kind of positive. All this, all these other things. Mm-hmm. And then you compare it to this, and it's just, what was... What happened? Like, they have a whole, like, the one of the first lines at the beginning of the movie is, like, they're... It's incredibly having a really homophobic conversation. These yeah. two kids. Oh, absolutely. He even he even drops the word homo. Yeah, it's like they're like, comparing <laughs> homos and cat people. Yeah, and that's... it's it's weird. And you know, if I've had, I want to badmouth the guy. I've had a few experiences with Shane Black, and that like that really is kind of how he talks still, and he's got yeah. that. 80s guy mentality to it that doesn't surprise me doesn't make it okay no but that's just like you hear you watch it now and you hear the voice and Mm -hmm. you're just like ah there it is all right great this this kind of movie (laughs) and there was uh there was a lot of confederate imagery in this movie yes there was a lot where does it take place i meant to look that up but like I don't know if it's ever established. I mean, the thing is, it's it's shot around Burbank and at the studios. Of course. Um, so, but I'm not sure, like, what the decision was. Is it just that there's creepy old statues that, that are Confederates? And I, then one of the little kids is wearing a Confederate hat. Oh, that one I didn't. Yeah. Oh, is it the little, little kid? The little, little kid. Ah, when he's, yeah. When he's writing the letter to the army, he's sitting there wearing a Confederate hat. I did not catch that. Wow. I paused it and looked at it. I was like, this is weird. I can't. Wow. Um, I did I'm, not catch that. But, you know, I mean, maybe. I don't know. There's. Yeah. I don't know what to say about that one. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to find the name of the town. And as far as I can tell, no town is specifically ever named. Yeah. But, I mean. Any town where they've got a scary German guy. Well, a scary German guy and somehow an old haunted house up on 666 Lane that's been abandoned for whatever. Yeah. I mean, any place that has a 666 Lane. (laughs) Got to have tons of Confederate statues. Not going to lie. I kind of liked that part. Yeah. Yeah. And then then, like the scary uh, scary German guy who was just like 
one of, if not the best character. Yeah, I agree. Like, he was great. And, like, there's that first moment where he's, like, I'm holding up the knife. He's, like, all right, this is almost the end. We're almost out of pie. He slices the pie. And I'm, like, ah, this great. guy. Yeah. I liked him. Yeah, he was fun. He was he was fun. But, man, was that a cheesy move. Like, it's... Yeah. <laughs> I, to the point where I almost completely forgot to cast him. Like, I'm going yeah. through because, like, you get your monsters. You get the kids. Mm-hmm. You get the parents. And I was like, all right, cool, that's enough. There's so and there's so much in this movie. Like it it's was so many. It was hard to track. Like I couldn't imagine writing right. it. <laughs> what is the end goal for the monsters? I believe and at least I you know, I've read the screenplay for this as well. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> oh. The screenplay was better than the movie. I'll, I'll well, that's say my that. understanding because like, my understanding is that Shane Black writes fun things to read. Yes, yeah, and uh, Fred Decker in this instance, uh, who is also the writer as well, um, he they have a really fun combo. And I don't know if you want to get on a tangent. There was a screenplay that they wrote that never got made. That was actually one of the best screenplays I've ever written. Oh, really? Please Super tell me about fun. this. So it's called Shadow Company, um, and it was. Post post Monster Squad, mm-hmm. it was optioned by Universal, I believe, and supposedly it was attached to John Carpenter at one point. It was supposed to be his wow. movie after they live. He was going to make this movie with Kurt Russell in the lead called Shadow Company, and it's basically like the premise is Shane Black's mo on Christmas Eve. Yeah, there um, it is. A a bunch of Vietnam soldiers, super soldiers, who were part of this program. Uh, and were killed in Vietnam and are, like, notorious uh, MIA, like, Vietnamese, uh, sorry, not Vietnamese, uh, casualties of Vietnam, rather. They finally bring them home and they are basically brought back to life by this random weird serum and wreak havoc on this small town. So uh, it's... So it's military zombies. I was going to say military zombies? Yeah, army zombies blowing up a small town and then Kurt... Well supposedly kurt russell is the one that made it out alive Mm -hmm. and he has to stop them so it's people who died in vietnam but it is not the vietnamese no it was our american soldiers sorry that could have been real bad but that's actually super i would and especially because that'd be like a zombie movie before like real Mm, before walking dead yeah yeah but not before like uh the day after tomorrow wherever it is yeah, yeah, or, it would it would have well around so, the same time. Around, so historically, it would f- probably have fit in around eighty nine, ninety. So it would be like post Romero zombie. Yeah, but it wouldn't be like the day of twenty eight days. Twenty eight days later, thank you. The day after tomorrow's a disaster flick. I think. Uh, yeah, it, that's the oh yeah, that's the one with the uh, movie poster of like the Statue of Liberty arm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm holding up my arm so the audience can see. Oh my goodness, it's. <laughs> Yeah. It's uh, covered in snow. Um, but yeah, it's... Because it uh, doesn't snow in New York. No, never. Global warming, man. Yeah. But We're all going to die. So it was. <laughs> it, it, if this movie was made, it, like I guarantee you, you'd probably be doing a podcast Oh, which reminds it. me. The last time we recorded, we were very encouraging of people to vote. Yes. Turns out some people did. That they was did? Nice. That's yeah. a little bit of follow-up. Some voting happened. Yeah, and I mean... it. Not it, all the voting. No, but I but mean... But some of it. Taking over the house. That's, that's, that's something. something. That's a that's, start. That's good. Yeah. And my understanding is that most of the seats in like the Senate that are controlled by Republicans weren't up for vote anyway. Right. So the fact that we did as well as we did is great. Yeah, that's amazing. And that's that's a major turn. And yeah. I think people are starting to kind of be like, okay, now, nah, well, Let's see this what is what happens when I don't. <laughs> I mean, and full disclosure, I know it's bad that the government's getting shut down, but like, mm-hmm. I kind of wanted the government to sh- get shut down so that like, they couldn't pass any lame duck things. Yeah, which exactly. 
probably still happened. This will also come out in the future. I hope it didn't. Anyway. I really hope it didn't, yeah. Uh, my favorite picture over the holidays is Donald Trump signing blank uh, bills, though, at the desk. Did you see that? No. no. Oh, it was great. Great photo op. He tweeted it out. God, I want to say like a couple days before Christmas, maybe, maybe last Friday. But it was like, I canceled my trip to Mar-a-Lago to make sure we're running things smoothly just before the government shutdown. And it's like a photo of him at his desk, uh, like creepily staring into the camera, like trying, like posed, like, oh, yeah. you caught me signing bills. And the bill on his desk is a blank sheet of paper in the blue leather envelope. Okay, so it's not that he's passing anything. It's not that it's he's writing a blank check. No, he's, he's, it is a blank piece of paper that he so is claiming as a, a bill. just a photo op. Yep. Okay. That's better than what I originally thought. Oh, no. Because you said signing blank it's bills, just, like he was yeah. pre-signing it so they could just put the legislature on it later. Oh, I see. No, no. Thank. Well, I hope like, that's not what they're doing. I don't think that's a thing you can do. I don't think so either, but... But who knows now? We've seen a lot of things happen that are oh. things that you're supposed to not be able to do, right? What like, a sad, pathetic man. Yes. Anyway... Back the Monster Squad. <laughs> anyway, Wolfman's got nards. There's also a lot of people who die in this movie. Getting yes. back to Monster Squad. Yes. Like, the... <laughs> There's a moment as we get towards the end of the movie where Sean's dad... I don't care about his real name. Sean's mm-hmm. dad's partner is in the car and Dracula throws dynamite out of the car. And it... Yeah. And it blows up the one black guy in the entire movie. I noticed that as well, yeah. And, I, and like... It, it just really seemed like some of those characters were there to die. Yes. Like, like that was that was their sole purpose as, oh, we need casualty yep. at the end. Oh, we also need some color, right? We have mm-hmm. to have that token, um, yes. unfortunately. And then just there was just a random dude who just kind of floated into the, the portal to hell or whatever it was. In the beginning? No, or at the end. At the end. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. And, and then meanwhile, like, the five-year-old girl's just huddled behind a bench that's tilted over no totally one's fine. going after her. She's no. fine. Everything's good. Yeah, totally fine. Everybody's getting sucked into that hole. But I'm not. I'm not want to talk about uh, costume design. But you brought it up. The original, the 100 years ago mm-hmm. portal when they bring in the the virgin girl and she's just wearing just a summer dress. Yeah, I noticed that as well. Where it's like everybody's dressed very period correct in for for like 1800s Germany, and or it whatever. just looked like they grabbed a random lady out of uh, out of high school. Yeah, or like picked them up at like the the Miller's Outpost or Nordstrom yeah. or something like this. It didn't fit. No, not at all. So uh, in the script, at least from my memory, there was this huge, huge opening that was written in place of that, which I think was I think it was supposed to be World War One or two. But he, like, Shane Black had written in all these Zeppelins coming in to attack. <laughs> and, like, it was full-on military raid on Dracula. It was going to be every 50 years, not every... I guess so. Like, that, they didn't call it... I don't remember them calling it out. It's been, like, a couple years since I've read the Whatever script. Whatever the something-something is in alignment. Whatever. Yeah, exactly. But I remember uh, reading it and just being like, oh, that would have been cool. <laughs> but I guess... The budget. the budget wasn't there. Yeah. This felt like a very low-budget movie. It did, it did. And also, my favorite screenwriting faux pas in this movie is they open with a scroll telling oh, you yeah. how they blew it, and then they show you how they blew it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, is this supposed to be a different time they blew it? Well, or, like... I, I feel... I agree that they should have had one or the other, but the movie's only 79 minutes. Right. <laughs> and technically... If you're making a movie now, for it to be counted as a feature film, it has to be 82 minutes. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, as somebody submitting to festivals, they're a little grayer. It's, Are they? It's summer 60 minutes and over. Oh, yeah. interesting. So, I mean, I mean For maybe... it to count as like a full feature length yes. whatever? Interesting. Yes. So maybe the bar has been lowered or raised. I'm not sure. <laughs> mm. 
I don't know. Um, cause it, might, it might be for, like, union things. It might be. It like, might be a union. Because uh, I, I know, like, some of the other older horror flicks were only, you know, 75 yeah. minutes. You know, an hour or ten of a guy in a mask, that's all you need. Look, it was 79 minutes, but really this was a half-hour movie. Yeah, yeah, essentially. Because yeah. essentially it's these kids, they're, they're in a club of people who know about monsters, and so that makes them particularly cognizant of when monsters are coming back. Yes. It's on their radar. So, so, they, to so to speak. They can they can see it. Which is one of my favorite moments in this movie is when he does the what's it, the anagram? Yeah. Of, of, it's <laughs> no, it's just Dracula backwards. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Suddenly that was oh, that means Dracula's here. Mm-hmm. I mean I guess one could argue that that's a kid's conclusion, but come on. <laughs> I don't remember how he got the anagram. But I just remember like him hearing about the dad like getting in a fight with the with the mom. Like yeah. I had to kill a guy today. Of course I'm upset. Yeah, exactly. Why don't you have time for me? <laughs> I feel like that's a very 80s argument too. It <laughs> is, and it's also a very like house needy housewife. Yeah, it's not good. No, no, not at all. And but so like but. He hears this name instead of hearing this guy like, yeah, this guy kept claiming he was a wolfman and I had to shoot him. Like, instead of, he, like, he kind of absorbs that information and is like, but that name, though. And then he, like, writes it out properly. Yeah. It, well, it was, like, written, it was like, they wanted to buy the book, right? Yeah. Some guy wanted to buy the book and this was his name. It was on, like, the kitchen mm-hmm. note or whatever. Where had the book been? The book had belonged to the guy uh, in the beginning. That is Van Helsing. I don't know if they ever name him Van Helsing, but he's supposed to be Van Helsing. The one at the very beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that book belonged to him. Right. That and, I got. Oh, but okay. where was it in the present? In the present, it the mom bought it from a garage sale and gave it to the kid. Ah, and gave it to um, okay. the lead, Sean. Sean. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's coming back to me now. I watched this movie less than 24 hours ago. Yeah, it's it's a <laughs> and that's the thing is it's one of those movies like yes, it's 79 minutes, but boy does it feel like it's it's like two and a half hours you're sitting there going, "When is this thing going to start?" Yeah. Man. I mean, I think one of the other problems is I think there are too many characters. Yes. I eliminated a kid when I was doing the recasting okay. and I eliminated a monster. Okay. Although frankly, I'm open to which monster I eliminate. Ah. Because I, th- I think Wolfman's appropriate, because I think that's yes, fun. Yeah. Dracula's appropriate, because mm-hmm. they need their leader. And then we had the mummy. And the creature. And the creature. Oh, and Frankenstein. And Frankenstein, yeah. So we need Frankenstein, the mummy, and Dracula. Creature and the mummy, I would have gotten rid of one of them. Yeah. They're they're kind of not, like, it's fun to see all five of these oh, universal yeah. monsters on screen. But both of them are just props, basically. Absolutely. I mean, you know, like, there are some funny gags. The kid opens the door, and, the, and there's a monster in my closet, and there's the mummy. For no reason. For no reason whatsoever. There's no reason why the mummy is there, and no. then it just leaves. Yeah, it's a joke. It's a gag. It it's, does yeah. nothing. It, absolutely not. I cut that kid. Okay. Good. <laughs> That's the little kid, right? The little yeah. I cut the little kid, and I cut the the kid who had the sister stripping across the street. Oh, okay. Because yeah. that was that does nothing. No, it, and I think it's a lot more interesting if these kids. It's not them trying to ask if someone's a virgin. They're just like, oh, it's just a young woman. My mom's a young woman. Let's get her to do it. Yeah. And then they just reading this, reading this, reading this. Why isn't it working? Well, mom, it says that. Well, it said they get a virgin, so we got you. And like. I'm your mother. Yeah. <laughs> this was never going to work. Why didn't you say that? I didn't know. I just thought that's what it meant. I thought, yeah, young I woman. think that's funnier as opposed to the obvious setup of she's not going to be, we know. It is, yeah. And that that's 
setup is also a very Shane Black move. Like, I feel like that's the kind of joke, that sense of humor that he likes to infuse yeah. into his into his and, I, and sometimes that joke works. In yeah. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, when he, like, when he does the Russian roulette uh-huh. and, and, and shoots the guy... It's like, what is it? It's like a one in a million, one in a million chance. No, it is not. It is one in it's six. six yeah. <laughs> or five, whatever, yeah. how many chambers the gun it's one, one in five, yeah. yeah. And it's a 20% chance. And like that, that works perfectly in that one. And then when he does a bunch of, he has a couple of those bits in The Nice Guys. Mm. Which yep. is great. Yeah, that one's a, that one's fun too. And, but it just, it didn't work here. No, no, it didn't. And I mean, to be fair... I'm sure they thought this was just going to be a B movie that comes and goes, right? I'm, yeah. I'm I mean, and to be fair, it was. It was. Yeah. yeah. It has. It has a life of its own somehow, but a, a little bit, a little bit. But it's it's more because it's in it's his first movie was, yeah, Monster Squad, yeah. right before doing Lethal Weapon, right. I don't know. There's just a lot of things where it's also a little bit of the direction of at like wait a hundred years ago when the summer dress wearing teenager <laughs> is reading the. Tome, the book of... I'm going to call it the Necronomicon. Yeah, sure. Necronomicon. She's reading the Necronomicon. And then she just gets sucked into the portal. Mm-hmm. Where does she go? Oh, she's gone. Yeah. Which I think it would have been really interesting if then she came back and... Well, now that I'm, ta- now that I'm talking about it, here's what I want to happen. <laughs> okay. I want that to be how they eliminate the first round. And then in the second round, she is the main bad. Like, she is Dracula come oh. back. Because I, la- I cast a female Dracula. Oh, okay. And I think it would be really funny if... You let the virgin get sucked into hell, and then she's that she is now corrupted and evil, and she comes back and is like, "Oh, that is a fun. You idea. You think you know what's going on? Let me tell you, I was you once. That is a fun idea, actually, uh, especially in the twist of like you don't see it coming because we've got these other monsters that yeah. you know. So I mean, a vampire's a vampire. Yeah, we don't need. Dracula opening a closet door. There are three terrified young women in there, and then he just closes the door behind him. Mm-hmm. And then later they come back as vampires. I wonder what was happening. There. Yeah, it. I mean, the. It, oh God, if you if you're gonna have to give yourself some rape imagery, yeah, it's not good. And to be fair, that's a lot of the kind of the origin of what vampires are. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, they so, are. They are. To be fair, <laughs> yeah, and I feel like. And, and and be and acknowledging that and being aware of it, I do think is important. And I I don't think that that move was necessarily wrong. It's just an image that makes you deeply uncomfortable. And not calling out that it's wrong is the mistake. I agree. I agree with that. And also, I, like, unfortunately, this is from a different time, right? Absolutely. Where, where that like that wasn't even on the radar. Yeah. They just thought that this was going to be a funny gag to have. Oh, he's got three girls. That's his refrigerator. Ha ha ha! Right? Like, Basically, yeah. So, I, but I do feel like that is an important part, which is why I think it's great mm-hmm. that you cast a, a woman in Dracula's spot. I mean, that's a great mm-hmm. role reversal in that aspect. But yeah, classically there, and it, we can even focus on like she targets young female virgins because she's like, I, this was taken from me. Why does anyone else get to have it? Right. Yeah, that's a fun. Instead of just being Dracula, instead of just being Dracula. Yeah. That's well, because Dracula could be killed at the beginning of the movie. It could be. And then just, like, that essence goes into the, her and the portal, whatever. Or you can go all the way through, not expecting her. And you True. can have, you know, them defeat the monsters at the end. But but why isn't this stopping? Right. And then, and then here comes the real big bad. Yeah. She's been controlling it from behind the, mm-hmm. the scenes the whole I'm time. Cool that. And that way you can have a classic Dracula, too. Mm-hmm. And you can have him just be, like, a total putz. And... Yeah. Because <laughs> that's the kind of the direction that I went. I'm good with that. Like you, like I, 
it either because it either needed to lean more into kind of the intrigue or more into the comedy it was Mm -hmm. kind of walking the line between them yes that said there are a lot of moments in this movie that i really liked yeah like i went to a uh like a live podcast where they're interviewing shane black and he talks Mm -hmm. about how one of his favorite things in the movie is at the beginning of the movie they're talking about how there's only one way to kill a werewolf only one way to kill a werewolf all these other things that happen doesn't kill them Mm mm-hmm to the point where you literally blow up a werewolf, but it's not a silver bullet, doesn't work. Yeah, that was that was actually my favorite gag in the whole movie. And it's great. Yeah. And I think that's amazing. And like more of, he, he blew him up. It wasn't a silver bullet. What? <laughs> and I, I love that. I yeah. think that's such a great moment. And I think if you did that kind of with all of them, these people who are like classic monster movie mm-hmm. nerds, like, the people who know... Like, these kids yeah. are so obsessed with, all like, the lore and everything that the only reason that, like... Well, I thought only Silver Bullets could do it. Well, back in this story, it turns out that this kind of... So-and-so can, yeah. Yeah, can, can kill it this way. And Wolf's I, Bane something, something, something. Yeah, exactly. Like, when he takes the garlic and shoves it in Dracula's face, that's a big moment. I thought that was another great gag, too. That that's kind of a modern version of that. Throwing an Italian dish in his face and it's totally scarring him. Uh, that being said, the other two monsters didn't really have that. You had the mummy got unraveled, which felt like it was a cartoon. Yeah, which is um, why I enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. It I was... mean, there was no reason why that arrow should have stuck in that tree. It looked like a PA <laughs> went kind of gently stabbed uh-huh. it into the tree. It was like blown in the wind. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, oh, well, that didn't work. Next. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, the creature just got shot. Yeah. Like, that was just kind of, like, really just anticlimactic. A, just a fish man. Yeah. Doesn't have, it, what are its weaknesses? All of them. Everything. Yeah. yeah. But I feel like it could be fun to throw some sort of weakness in there to make well, him scary, right? Does the creature from the Black Lagoon, does the mummy have weaknesses? Well, I mean, I, I feel like... They, I'm asking you. You're the horror Yeah. Movie. I feel like they nailed it with the mummy in that, yeah, he could unravel if he fall apart because it's, like, a ton of bones, right? Yeah. But the creature, I mean... There are so many Creature of the Black Lagoon movies that they made, and well, how did they nobody... kill? How did they kill the guy in um, the fish movie? Yeah, they did shoot him. Yeah, it was and we're talking about the Guillermo del Toro. Yeah, and I don't know why I can't think of the name. I keep wanting Shape of Water. I kept wanting to call it on Stranger Tides. That would have been a better name for it for sure. <laughs> it was Taken. But... I know it was Taken, but, but yeah. if we could, you shape, know. but Shape of Water. Yeah, uh, and he gets shot. In that uh, he gets shot in the end. Yeah, spoilers. Oh, sorry. You I, haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. Oh. Oh, wow. I'm looking at the numbers for Monster Squad, and that is a bona fide flop. Yeah, yeah. So the budget for this movie was $12 million. Opening weekend was under $2 million. Mm. And the gross, both in the U.S. and worldwide, because it didn't have a world release, was $3.7 million. Wow. That's really bad. So my first thought is... That's they got twelve million to make a movie, and that's what they did with it. <laughs> and it, it's not like it went to the cast either. No, I know it's not like they. You know, I mean, I think the biggest name is Mary Ellen Trainer. Right? Yeah, and it, and she's barely used. Yeah, yeah, she's barely in it. I mean, does it go to the explosions? Maybe, the, maybe the visual the effects. Effects. It might. I it may have been that. the effects actually, because it was Stan Winston that did the effects for this. Yeah, they're an expensive. Uh, and frankly, the Wolfman house. effects were pretty good. Yeah, they were, and uh, some of the Dracula ones were decent too. Yeah. some of them were kind of like all right. <laughs> but, I mean, for the time, the monsters were pretty good. Yeah, yeah, and the, like even even the mummy was pretty good. Yeah, the mummy was cool looking. He definitely had a a drag to him, that classical mummy shift. Yeah. Um, but it was also, I mean, clearly an actor. <laughs> yes. Uh, 
Uh, I take that back. He was a puppet at one point. In the closet, I think he was a puppet. He looked like a pop a puppet when they opened the door. So it could have been. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. Small but, potatoes. But so so what are some aspects of this movie? Like what what are having just rewatched this movie, what are the favorite parts of the movie now? Like there were the parts that you really liked as a kid and the parts that you really like now. So what are those two different things that you like? Uh so the things that I liked that as a kid was the the adventure aspect of it. Like mm-hmm. the the kind of Goonies side of it is the same thing that kind of appealed to me about Goonies and now Stranger Things as an adult that I go back and watch some of that stuff. Um the fact that there was there was this club of kids who loved monsters who just thought that like suddenly came across these monsters and they were the only believers, right? Right. And they get to go off and have this adventure with these mm-hmm. and fight Dracula. I absolutely wanted more of that. Like the fact yeah. that the army shows up because this kid wrote a letter that there are monsters. <laughs> yeah. I didn't want that. I want I want the kid to like go track down some army people and say, There are monsters, there are monsters. Kid, be quiet. I don't believe crunch he gets just eaten by monsters yeah yeah that would be great like i want like more people refusing the call yeah when they should be believing the kids and that's pretty much when you when you watch this movie that is the hardest leap that you will have to make is that these suddenly everybody is a believer in monsters i mean it helps when there is a wolf man standing there hey look there's Dracula. Yes, but I mean, especially in the first act where they're just like, yeah, oh, like we were talking about with the anagram, mm-hmm. like, oh, on the wall, it's written Dracula backwards. Huh, figure that out. Like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> well, what I thought was really interesting was at the beginning of the movie where Dracula's stealing what? He's stealing something from the plane, but I still don't know what he was taking. I think he was, he was taking Frankenstein's body. That was Frankenstein? I think it was Frankenstein's okay. body. Because the crate falls from the plane, too, yeah. and lands, and they later they take the crate out. And All right, cool. So that, that is what that was. Yeah. The I liked, I liked his cane, his like little lightning rod cane, <laughs> where like the wolf head, and he plugged the things in. Which is like one purpose. His, yeah. his cane has one purpose. Well, I also like to think that it was a silver head, so Wolfman was like, eh, nope, all right, you know what's going on. Oh, maybe that was it. Because that, that's how I thought that. he was threatening Wolfman. Mm. Like, Wolfman was coming towards him, was like, silver cane. Oh, no, you know what's up. All right. I didn't pick up on that. But in the plane, like, the guy goes back to investigate, and he finds some dude, like, kind of, like, weirdly caressing this coffin. He's like, oh, okay, cool. Let me murder him. <laughs> yeah. And, of course, that dude should have been sucked out because uh, oh, yeah. massive decompression. But also... He just, like, straight up tries to murder this guy. Mm-hmm. And, like, there was a lever for that specific... And then Dracula just floats. Yeah, turns into a... Like, obviously, if it was this way now, it'd be a little bit more, like, all right, I this, like, Dracula's, like, killing people, and, like, this is the only thing I can do to stop him. Let's flip the switch. And then it doesn't work, and that's awesome. Yeah. That and then would... Dracula, like, goes over and just, like, pulls his fingers off, and he gets sucked out of the plane, too. <laughs> and then Dracula dives after him and just, like, sucks his blood and, like, flies off. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Cor- corpse drops in the water. You yeah. Know. Ha, ha, ha. But, yeah, I'm it was... Uh, yeah. That was a pretty cheesy moment. I personally think it would have been... It would have been fun to see the the bat stay. You mm-hmm. know, kind of, like, hang on for dear life while everything else was getting sucked out. That would be fun, too. Yeah, and then then take out the pilot and then go I did like out. that they kept going back and forth between dude and bat. Yeah. Because that doesn't happen as much with vampires anymore. It's more like, no. yeah, 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 they're a vampire. We doing the bat thing? You yeah. Know? The bat thing has really kind of lost its uh, lost its luster there. It's have the... you read any uh, Terry Pratchett? I have not. Okay. Terry Pratchett is a fantasy comedy writer. Okay. And his series of books all take place on a disc world, which is a, a disc-shaped world on the back of four elephants on the back of a turtle flying through space. All right. It's great. <laughs> 
But the way, and it's a world with vampires and werewolves too, but the way they kind of talk about vampires is there's a lady vampire named Sally. And she talks about how, depending on the power of the vampire, changing into one bat's really hard. She transforms into a swarm of bats Mm -hmm. because there's that whole pesky law of conservation of mass. Hmm. And so she has to turn into a swarm of bats because one bat isn't enough to, like, wouldn't equate or whatever. So either you can become one massive bat Uh or a swarm of bats. That makes perfect sense, actually. That makes a ton of sense. I think it'd be fun to, like, kind of play around with that. Yeah, and and visually it's cool too. It just somebody just explodes into a swarm of bats. So oh no, not that. I use that in mind. Don't no. don't use that. That in in my, in the horrors I do that. It's not important. I'll be over here. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> that uh, well can but, be. But yes, like that's that's basically the idea because that's it's a cool power that doesn't get used enough. Yeah. It's no. Especially super interesting. Yeah, especially when you, I mean, and it also ties back into the weird kind of rapey beginnings of Dracula as well. Yeah. The stalker can just into a small. Mm-hmm. You know, it can follow creature. you when there's no one behind you. Yeah, and go through air vents and all kinds of other weird shit. So, and I'd love to see them kill Wolfman a bunch of different ways, and he keeps coming back. Yeah, yeah. Especially, I mean, if you wanted to go kind of are a little leaning towards more R-rated today, you can definitely have a lot of fun with with the gore in comedy taking out mm-hmm. Wolfman. You know, like I mean, this movie has a lot of blood in it. It does. Surprisingly, it does. Um, and I think it was only PG thirteen, right? Like uh, I mean, a guy gets blown this, up. It is PG thirteen. Yeah, I was gonna say, is this from a time post PG thirteen? But it is. No, uh, it is. Yeah, eighty six, right? Eighty seven. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and PG thirteen is as a result of Temple of Doom and Gremlins and Gremlins. Yeah. Okay. They were both. It was actually Steven Spielberg, right. uh, Who was like, well, then we need something in between because these are not R-rated movies, right? These are, these are made for kids. They're yeah. just a little more intense. They're just slightly older kids. Yeah. Good. Exactly. I've so, watched Toys That Made Us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a good little series. Yeah. Nice. Uh, I should go back to it, but I keep having too many other things to watch. Yeah. That's... Okay. So then the things. So those. That's kind of what you liked as a kid. As an adult, mm-hmm. what? What are the moments you're like, all right, that's pretty good, other than the Exploding Wolfman? Actually, that that may have been, uh, the Exploding Wolfman was one of my favorite moments. Um, it's such a good just, moment. It really is. Um, some of my favorite moments as an adult were more the monster kind of edge things, like, just in terms of, like, cheese. You know what I mean? As as somebody who loves horror. Yeah. The cheese factor is a blast, right? Like, this guy, oh, I can't remember the name who played dracula but boy is he he is hamming it he up he hams it up so hard yeah duncan rager yes that guy who i honestly don't know any of his other filmography but he doesn't I... really have any other filmography okay he was in 1985's v he's oh. in flying virus i know v his picture on imdb is a roman centurion of some kind i'm guessing it's from wizards and warriors uh, i'm gonna go out on a limb and say he played a warrior probably he's i mean unless that's the way wizards looked back then yeah but he's like in some other things too probably passed away because his last movie is oh no no he must have been only 66 his last movie is 2009 he retired from the industry well yeah i mean he was in airbud 3 and oh man i mean that was a classic he's in the last samurai he but not the last samurai (laughs) if you look that's 1988's last samurai oh interesting and he does some TV stuff, too. Yeah. Oh, Star Trek. 
Oh, and look, Wolfman's got Nars. Oh no, in 2018, there is a something. Oh god, this has got it's got to be a documentary about Monster Squad because it's documentary horror, and the movie's called Wolfman's Got Nards. I'm pretty sure it is. Okay, I'm clicking on this because we got to know what this is. Go down the rapid. Heartfelt yep. documentary explores the power of cult film told through the lens of 1987 classic The Monster Squad and the impact it had on fans, cast, and crew, and the industry. Oh, and it's directed by the kid who played Sean. That's kind of amazing. Yeah. Well, it's uh, so maybe. You know, no, sorry. Go ahead. Well, my my thought is this had to have been a moment in all of their lives that were very important. Yeah. Um, like to for him to go back and make a a documentary about it. It's kind of like that. What's the best best worst movie? Or, the, oh, or, the one about the room. No, it's the one about Mono's hands of fate. No, no, but that's <laughs> that's another one. That's it's um. Why is it Troll 2? It's oh. about Troll 2. It's called, I think it's called Best Worst Movie. Interesting. And it's uh, it follows the lead actor in Troll 2 who's like a dentist in Utah or something like that. And, and it comes back to all the all the people who are in this really, really awful, <laughs> like notoriously bad uh, movie. Uh-huh. And it, it's a lot of fun, but it was very clear that this was all a moment in their lives that yeah. like, they thought that like it, it was a game changer and you know so maybe that's now that i'm thinking about it i went to this live podcast with shane black a year or two ago mm-hmm. and i feel like he mentioned having just been interviewed by the kid who played oh so it occurs to me now that i i could have remembered this but i didn't remember that this existed but now i want to go watch it yeah same here that would, it would be kind of fun to see especially how some of these people you know not many people went on to do anything after this at least not. I mean, there was uh, the the kid who was the brother in Wonder Years. Oh, was it? Yeah, he was one of the bullies. He was the EG or something like that at the beginning. He's the one that oh, pu- that pushes the fat yeah, kid down. Yeah, I recognize that kid. Yeah, he's from um, he's from um, Wonder Years. That I cut those kids, yeah. or if they, or I didn't bother recasting. They're them. You, marginal. You get a random kid. Yeah, they're marginal. You don't need to recast them. Okay, so let's talk general plot for the movie we want. Do we want to have? Uh, do we want to have Van Helsing? Because I do like the idea of like this innocent person getting stuck in the portal and this thing was stopped and then them coming back. I I liked having a... I mean, I like that idea too. I liked having a Van Helsing come back at the end to help them. But he um, didn't. No, he didn't. He appeared out of nowhere for no reason. Right. Well, he got sucked in the portal in the beginning. Did he? Yeah. It, yeah. It, you blink and you miss it. Okay. Because like, I was looking and it looked like he wasn't. It looked like he avoided it. Yeah, I, I, that's what I thought too. But I guess he got sucked in because he's coming back out of the portal at the end. So I okay, know. I mean, but it, okay. So he if he came out of the portal, portal I find that more interesting because I just saw him just there all of a sudden. No, he does come out of the portal and, okay. and grabs. All right, uh, I was watching. It. Yeah, I just missed that. Okay, I like that then, especially yeah. if he gets like, especially if he goes in after her and like, oh no, she got sucked in. Guys, I'm going to go rescue her. And he jumps in after her. And then she gets turned evil. And then afterwards, he's like, I couldn't save you. I'm sorry. And he pulls her back into the portal. Right. That makes it much more... Number one, it makes more more sense story-wise. And number two, it makes it much more heroic for Van Helsing. Because yeah. then Van Helsing just kind of goes out like a bitch. Like Boba Fett. Just falls into a hole. You know? That. And also, <laughs> he's shouting at the school, do the thing! Do the thing! And she's like, ah, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but also, yeah. So let's... I mean... I imagine if there were a real Van Helsing, he wouldn't have been a great guy. But no. but but let, for the purposes of the story, I think that that makes it a little more interesting. Yes, absolutely. So those are our bookends. So now let's talk about the inside of the movie. Okay. I do want to... I cut the kid with the sister because that's problematic. Yeah, it's fine. It's just creepy. Like And, yeah. And, I, and so I think it's a little bit more interesting if it's... 
It's just like the main four kids instead of five. Mm-hmm. I still have the cool kid, the fat kid, the club leader, and the little sister. Okay. I still, I had, yeah, I had the club leader, the second in command or whatever, yeah. and fat kid, whose name is fat kid. Yeah, it's, uh, it's not good. And then I had the cool kid. Well, his name's Horace. Well, his name's Horace, but he, fat kid. Yeah. Fat and which, kid. that was me when I was little, by the way. Sure. I, I was that kid. I, was, <laughs> I had the bad bull cut and everything. Aww. Great. <laughs> People beating me up over comic In terms books. of child acting, though, he did do... Like, there, there were a couple kids who were bad child actors. Yeah. Like, the super young little boy was not good. No, no. Like, they could, like, just stare at it. Just blank, just dumb expression. I think that's probably why he didn't get a whole lot of... Yeah. <laughs> screen so, time. So, cut him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, okay, so it's like... And I think somehow... And I, I kind of like that... He gets bought the Necronomicon just randomly that's just found at a yard sale. Yeah. Because who cares? It just gets passed down. No no one believes in this, but they're like, you, where'd you find this? Yard yeah. sale? Yeah, you know, this. you like monsters and stuff. That You might like this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I even like the idea of their first adventure is investigating the, the haunted house with the creepy guy living inside. Yeah. And then they just find out. And like I think that that's like kind of their first little arc because they go investigate it and find out he's not that creepy. Right. I feel like that's a good idea. And I, But I feel and, like... Sorry. Go ahead. And I honestly think that should be a little bit of a letdown for them. Like they love finding... Like solving the mystery. Mm-hmm. They think then, they've yeah. got this big monster on their hands and they... And then it's just not. And they're like, well, thank you for the pie, but we were kind of hoping you were a monster. And like, it's not real. It doesn't exist. Yeah. Or does it? And he's just like this one old guy who winks at them because he comes back and helps them later. Yeah, it's creepy old. Not not as creepy. I mean, he does have that line at the end, but of oh. like, oh, I guess I do know a lot about monsters. Ha ha, wink wink. When he's saying goodbye to the kids, he has. If I was a vampire, I would not have be, be in casting the mirror. a reflection oh, yeah, yeah, or whatever yeah. the hell he says. But yeah, he has that really cheesy. That sure felt like a like a Chekhov's gun moment, but yeah. it never paid off. No, it didn't. Well, I mean, I guess in a way, it kind of did in that he was there in the end, and he kind of knew what was going on. But... Oh no, I meant the line specifically. Like, if I was really Dracula, I wouldn't be appearing oh, in a mirror. Yeah, and then uh, that sorry. like Dracula, there are never any mirrors around Dracula. Yes, yeah. And I if agree. it's like some vampire person and they're trying to like steal some book or something, it's like, oh well, yeah, no. Hey, uh, just just wanted to come by. We sold something at a yard sale. Didn't really mean to. It's a it's a big family heirloom, and it ended up in the wrong pile. Do you mind if we get it back? We'll give you the five bucks back. Oh yeah, sure, no problem. You're not in the mirror. No. Yeah. <sighs> and then that would have been a great. That's a great way to to kind of shoehorn both of those things in because the the book is kind of open ended too. Like in how that mm-hmm. how why would it just be a random yard sale? Like, I I kind of like it because you can play with a little bit of destiny. And it's also like no one else believes that it, that those things are real. So why do we care about this? Books? Right, that's true. That's true. And then I just kind of want the kids to just have adventures defeating the monsters, but then not really defeating them. Yeah, like what kids' terms would be in defeating them, right? Like yeah. what, what you would think of, like oh, we we stopped the bad guy, we locked him up in the closet, you know? Or like literally, it could be that, like getting the mummy stuck in the closet mm-hmm. is up. Oh, he's back in a mummy's tomb. Yes, exactly. His just new tomb happens to be a closet, and then like the mummy comes out later, and like whatever wrapping gauze yeah, bandages, bandages. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Whatever bandages had been there are now replaced with like socks and sweaters. <laughs> yeah, that could be a fun visual. Mummy gag. had to rewrap him or herself up. Yeah, put it or you know they 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 do do the gag where they pull him across, pull him apart. Yeah, and he winds up in a closet, and then that's his new bandages in that like really bad like I have an OP shirt holding my leg together. Yeah, or, you know. I think so, that'd be fun. Yeah. And I also just like the idea of, all right, 
If you have mummy's bandages, those are probably magic somehow. Oh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. That's just something I might put in my pocket for later use. Yeah, there you go. That one's on your own. Yeah, on interesting. Your own dime. I don't remember any magic bandages. What are you talking about? <laughs> and then we kind of talked about how, like, the twist of the book, and I just thought that it should just be, like, kind of a series of them fighting monsters. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that that actually lives up to the name a little bit more yeah. than, than what what is is in it i mean um, i mean in my head it's a little bit more a pup named scooby-doo yeah yeah really they're a monster squad they're going and solving mysteries yeah exactly and i feel like that's what they kind of should start out as i this yeah. whole formation of like they're going and investigating the, the creepy house with the with the weird guy living inside yeah yeah exactly i just think or in my case the weird woman living inside oh okay well Either or. There aren't that many women in this movie. No, there aren't. And I already cut one of them. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) The sister. Yeah. Okay. I can see that. Uh, I left the sister in, but not as the sister. Yeah, that's fair. That uh, that was a little weird. It's odd. Yeah. What was the deal with Dracula kept saying, hand me the amulet, hand me the amulet? Why didn't he just, you know, take Take it? it. Was there a rule that Dracula... Was it... Was it like the a, a vampire cannot cross, cross the threshold without being let inside? The vampire cannot take something; it has to be given to them. I don't know. I've never heard of any rule like that. Uh, and they really, really play fast and loose with some of the vampire lore. But I, I assumed it was that he had to be handed the amulet. Yeah. Because otherwise, yeah, why? Would, but they never he found it, but never took touch it. it. Yeah, and they never, they never explain it. They just leave it white. Other than. Maybe he wanted left it wide in the open for everybody to to be on display or something. But yeah, I know, there were, there was no specific thing that was like, oh, it must be presented to him or handed yeah. to him in order to take it. Right? I think that that's more interesting. It definitely is. It definitely is. And same thing with like they they play the vampire's entrance in Buffy very well. Of like, oh, yeah. you're safe here because you have to be invited in. Right? Like, right. I think there's a lot of kind of lore that you can go back to with all of these characters. Yeah, I think you should lean into all the lore. Big time. Like, the what's the, like, Eastern European concept of vampires is that they all are obsessive-compulsive, so, like, yeah. you scatter rice in front of them, and they have to count they it. They have to count it, and then there's a couple of other things along along those lines, too. That like, vampires in particular me. have a lot, but I kind of, like, I want this movie to kind of be like, all right, well, we bet you didn't know about this one, because the kids know. Right. I want the kids to know weird facts that I don't know. Yeah. I want them to know crazy random shit about Wolfman and mm-hmm. Mummy. Yeah. Tracking the moon cycle type yeah. thing. Yeah. You know, like, same thing with the Mummy of, like, oh, he's, you know, they, oh, when they mummify him, they take part of this part of the intestine out or whatever. Yeah. So we can like use that against put him. Put the like... hook in the nose and pull everything out. Mm-hmm. Actually, that's a good one. I like the idea of... They have a sleepover once a month, and they always have a sleepover on the full moon because they don't actually sleep. They go on Wolfman Patrol. Oh, that's a really cool idea, actually. That's and and that gets you right into it yeah. too. Like that gets you right into you immediately know who these kids are. You know, instead of like getting scolded for drawing weird ass. <laughs> and I don't necessarily think they need to be inducting Rudy at the beginning. I think he can be in the club. Like he's the cool kid, but like once a month he's there because like he believes in this stuff too. Because he's exactly. like absolutely on board. Yeah, that's that's a, a lot of fun. Because otherwise actually. he's just the kid that's like three or four years older, just hanging out with the children, just yes. so he can scope on the girl across exactly. the street. Exactly, peep on the on the ugh, yeah. The one thing we haven't really talked about is Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. This is a side note, but do you want to know uh, why Frankenstein looked the way Frankenstein looked? In that in that particular, in Monster Squad, sure. Yeah. So all of the original monster movies mm-hmm. 
the description of the monsters is based on the books that those monsters are created in. Mm-hmm. But there is no description of the monster in Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Right. So the original concept for Frankenstein is basically made up for the Universal movie. Mm-hmm. And so if you want to have a Frankenstein, a Frankenstein's monster, whatever, a Frankenstein's monster with the flat head, the green skin, the scars, and the neck bolts, that that's seven feet tall. That. If you want him to look like that, you have to pay Universal. Okay. But However. if you only want it to be part of those things, then it's okay. Interesting. So in this movie, his skin is not green, and the bolts are not in his neck. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't have the flat top hair either. Right. He's bald. Yeah. Which was interesting, a good choice. I agree. So I did not know that it was, it's like a likeness thing then. Mm-hmm. So, and so that's, and since I'm assuming this is not a universal movie, otherwise it would he would have looked like that. So my question is though, and I don't I don't know the the uh, ins and outs of all the production on this, but all the other monsters in the Monster Squad are universal yes. characters, right? They're universal so. characters, but you can, you can make any vampire, wolfman, whatever movie you want, and it doesn't have to be owned by Universal because okay. it is based on the open source original books understood okay i wasn't sure what the rights situation was with i just assumed that it was a universal no or that they licensed them because you do have the dracula with the with the pendant and the cape and but that is probably as he was described in dracula interesting okay frankenstein's the only one that is that universal has for lack of a better term their claws in pretty much yes so the the boris carl is it boris carlo I think it's Boris I Carlin. think that's right. Yeah. Yeah. That Frankenstein they own. Good to know. Maybe, maybe there's a Frankenstein movie in my future. Well, I uh, had to look it up for my movie. Oh, well. But but no, but I mean, because I, I have a Frankenstein in my, I have a Frankenstein's monster in my movie. Mm-hmm. But that, but you have to look it up because that's something you need to be aware of. Unless you're planning on selling your movie to Universal and they already had their Dark World fail twice. Yes. Miserably. Yeah. <laughs> that said, Universal, if you're listening, mine's pretty good. And it's fun, which is what yours are missing, because that's what people want. It's fine. It's not important. It's a good script. Everyone should love it. <sighs> Everyone will love it, Sam. You'll see. It is one of the scripts Everyone that I sent into the uh, Jordan Peele thing. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, nice. But with that in mind, is there anything... So we didn't really talk about Frankenstein. Dracula refers to him as his old friend. Yes. And then he immediately turns on Dracula. Like, he never once tries to hurt the kids. No. Which I'm okay with, because part of the whole story of Frankenstein is he is with a little girl and then Mm -hmm. kills her on accident or gets killed somehow. And, like, he just likes being with kids because they don't necessarily judge him. Well, that's it. I mean, in the original film with with Boris Karloff, as we've established, uh, he... It was an accident. It, it was not on purpose, and right. it was just the. I think the what they tell you in film school is it's. Uh, it was his uh, way of identifying with somebody on the same level, right? Like yeah. children don't judge him; they aren't afraid of him, and you know he's a, he's a mute. He can't talk. He's and it's what little left emotion he has from from being dead, right? Right. So I I just assumed it was that and that he didn't know his own strength. Yeah. Accident. But that's the sort of thing where, like, against adults, yeah. he's a monster. But right. for kids, like, literally, Frankenstein's weakness can be children. It can be. I And especially... And it, fire. Well, that goes without saying. Which is one thing they didn't use in this one. I was surprised. Fire? There was no fire. There they didn't no... need to. He was on their side. That's true. They could use it to get him on his side, but yeah. I feel like 
Uh, or like one of the kids can try it, and then the little girl's like, "No, no, no, he's my friend." Yeah. Or or in that moment where she throws scraps at him, and he has this little doll as he's going getting sucked into hell. I I legitimately love that moment. Yeah, it was a very sweet moment. It was a very sweet moment for sure. I I just I I agree. Uh, I feel like because Frankenstein is is a dead person, right? Like, yeah. There has to be some sort. He's basically of, a zombie. Yeah. Basically, yeah, there has to be some sort of person left in him, yeah. and I feel like there could be a lot of fun turning him from from that dumpster outside. Yes, <laughs> to uh, <laughs> but a lot of, a lot of fun turning him from from Dracula's side. Yeah, to, you I think know. so. I mean, that can be their second or third adventure, just sure. like like taming Frankenstein's monster. Pretty much, yeah. That's that's what it would be, uh, and I feel like it. It, there would be a genuine Scooby Doo moment of them all running away, and then there, there's the one that you know kind of figures it out and mm-hmm. and figures out how to communicate with him, and then they bond, and it's almost like a pet in a weird way. Yeah, a big, strong, dead pet, but uh, best kind. Yeah, I mean, who, who doesn't love big, <laughs> strong, dead love pets? That? I mean, come on, <laughs> they're great. They cuddle on your lap, and then they break your furniture. But oh, oh Frankie did it again. <laughs> but yeah, that could be a fun uh, a fun way of of bringing Frank back or Frankenstein's monster. Yeah, back I'm just gonna in, keep calling him Frankenstein. It's easier. Yeah, Frankie Frankenstein. Yeah. There's a meme going around like that I saw a while ago. It's like someone writes in on the last page of like the Frankenstein book. It's like, and as Frankenstein drifted into distance, <laughs> he shouted back, "It's cool if you just call me Frankenstein. I don't mind." Yeah, I've seen that as well. It makes me laugh every time. Yeah, it's good. Good stuff. Uh, but yeah, so I think that's kind of what we want in terms of what this movie should be. Do you want to get into casting? Yeah, we can get into casting. Absolutely. Right. Where do you want to start? The kids or the monsters? I mean, it doesn't matter to me. I started with the monsters because they're kind of the show, right? I agree. Like, I feel like that's where you would kind of spend your money on casting-wise is seeing some of these people. I both I do and don't agree with that. I actually, most of my casting is pretty obscure i think i have one i have one kind of a-list person oh, i see okay yeah i guess because eh. I, I cut the creature from the black lagoon okay. so i really have four monsters dracula wolfman mummy and frankenstein's monster okay yeah we can cut the creature i didn't have anybody I like he's a rubber monster at, yeah. at the end of the day it's, right it's it's marginal who's behind the mask but so it's not with the oh that's not true i have two because dracula is two uh, so I've got two uh, people you'd recognize, and that's Dracula. But then, like, for Wolfman, Mummy, and Frankenstein's Monster, what I did was I did kind of legendary stuntman and, like, oh, okay. feature performers. Cool. So I can kind of talk about them as a group. Why don't you tell me about your selections for Wolfman, Mummy, and Frankenstein's Monster? Okay. Uh, without Drac, right? Not without Drac. Okay. We'll, do, we'll do Drac last. Cool. So for Wolfman, I had chosen kind of a character actor, Christopher Maloney. Oh, okay, cool. Tell me As, about Christopher Maloney. So he's uh, he's been in a few things. He's kind of more of a like a military kind of clean cut guy. But recently, he is in um, the TV show Happy, which if you not have not seen, I strongly recommend. That was such a fun show. Spell Maloney. M E L O N I. Yeah, I spelled that way wrong. <laughs> In that, he's like a grizzled, disgruntled cop. Oh, I love this actor. Yes, he's and he's got the timing down. Well, because he was in, what was the show that he was in for years and years and years? Law yeah. and Order SVU. Was it SVU? I yeah. can't remember which Law and Order. But yeah, he, he's he got this the comedic chops to oh, land some of these. Yeah, well, he I first saw him in an episode of Scrubs. Yes, yeah. And he's just the 
guy with the puppets. Mm-hmm. And it's weird, and it's so funny, and he's able to play the straight man very, very well. Mm-hmm. I like him a lot. Agreed. And I feel like he'd be a perfect kind of... I mean, in a way, Wolfman is bipolar, right? It, it's, Absolutely. It's the light and the dark argument, yeah. right? So I felt that he plays both really, really well. He was amazing in, in Happy. I have to give it another plug because it's such a fun show. Um, <laughs> and I, I felt like he would be good both under makeup and as as the human who's flipping out. I'm a Wolfman. I mean, he's um, also in Summer Camp movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, Wet Hot, Wet Hot American, American Summer. Summer. Yeah. yeah. I forgot about he's that. He's insane in that movie. He is insane in that movie. And he's great. Like, well played insane. Too. Oh, like, yeah. It's awesome. Got the crazy eyes. All right, cool. So I like Christopher Maloney. Uh, talk to me about your mummy. My mummy, uh, I was on the fence on how we would do it in modern terms. Would we have a C- Would it be a CG monster? Would it mm-hmm. be a puppet? Would it be a puppeteer? So for me, I, I threw Andy Serkis's name in. And as a performer, uh-huh. Got uh huh, for for the mummy, and I like I'm. It's kind of I guess depends on the execution. Yeah, but for him, it would be I put Andy Circus in. Got it. I like it. Interesting. Cool. And then for Frankenstein's monster, for Frankenstein's monster, I had David Harbor. Tell me about David Harbor. David Harbor is the he is going to be Hellboy next year. Ah, and he looks great under the makeup. A big beefy dude. He is. His big claim to fame is Stranger Things. He okay. He's the sheriff, and I can't... His name, character's name escapes me right now. The sheriff on Stranger Things. I was spelling Harbor wrong as well. Yeah. But got it. All right. So he's got... I mean, he's got an interesting look. He's a big dude, chiseled jaw. I think it'd be great under all that makeup. Cool. I like it. And then I just misspelled his name again right here. <laughs> awesome. All right. I like that. Let me tell you about my three. Okay. So... For Wolfman and Mummy, I kind of cast these two stuntmen. So one of them is this guy named Douglas Tate. Uh, He's who I had for the Wolfman. Let me pull up his image. Okay. Douglas Tate. And he's also going to be in the new Hellboy. Oh, okay. And... Oh, I have seen him. He's he's one of those people who you have seen before, but he's kind of like the kind of weirdo in the background kind of thing. And so I kind of wanted a stunt person because I wanted these monsters to be doing... You know, monster things. Right. Physical, super physical activities. Yeah. So he's the one that I kind of recognized, but this is the guy I recognized more. For The Mummy, I cast Derek Mears, who is in, I mean, he was in Men in Black. Okay. He's in the new, I keep doing that, Predators movie. Oh, is he, uh, he was Jason once, wasn't he? Uh, yes, he is in Friday the 13th. Ah, the remake, Okay. And he is, I, I think he's like the first creator in Prometheus. Okay, right on. And so I think between those two, I probably would go with Christopher Maloney for Wolfman because you need to do that back and forth. Yeah. But I still think I would go with Derek Mears for, I, I'm sorry. For Mummy. For Mummy. Derek Mears yeah. for Mummy and then Christopher Maloney for Wolfman. Yes. That's what I would do. I, I agree with that. As uh, much as I love Andy Serkis. Right, right. But I've, I mean... In this movie, the mummy's kind of a marginal yeah. character. You want um, kind of the one who can do the, as you said, the mummy lurch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And and he's got this creepy, menacing look that just 
Derek Mears, yeah. rather, has this creepy, menacing look that just knocks it out of the park. Like, yeah. I mean, you won't need too much makeup. No offense to him. That, that's no, a just, great look. You just got to wrap him up. Yeah, exactly. But then let's talk about Frankenstein's monster. Okay. So I have my original person, and I actually do have a backup, because my original person is 70 years old. Oh, wow. My original well, uh, you know, casting is this actor named uh, Carol Stoiken. Wow, he looks a lot like Peter Cushing. Uh, and he's seven feet tall. Oh, wow. Okay. And I recognize him because he's the really tall guy in Men in Black. Uh, ah, yes. I see. Uh, he was Lurch in the Addams Family. And okay. he was Lurch in the Addams Family. Great. You know. Yeah. The Frank- Frankenstein. in Addams Family. So <laughs> the reason why I wouldn't go with him is because he's 70 years old and I don't want him to die. Well, yes. I yeah. mean, he was, he's been acting in things recently. He's in post, there's post-production for a movie that comes out in 2020 that he was just in. I mean, he's clearly still doing stuff. Sure. And Frankenstein doesn't require a lot. It's, no. It's lumbering for the most part, right? Like, but I felt like I had to mention him because he's obviously great and has done this sort of thing before. Yeah, he's, he's great. But then my backup was also a, a incredibly tall actor. He's an actor named Ian White who is seven feet one inches tall. He is also extremely tall, mm-hmm. and he also does character monster makeups and everything. Like, I think this is him in Predator. Oh, okay. As the Predator. And this is him in other crazy makeup and Big things. Special and effects so, like, roles. He's the giant in Game of Thrones. Okay. In Star Wars, The Force Awakens. Oh, he's in Rogue One? Yeah, he's in Rogue oh, One. He's, he's a... like a puppeteer, and he's like yeah. one of the monsters and everything. I see. And, oh no, he's the one in Prometheus, excuse me. Oh, okay. He's the last engineer in Prometheus. The other guy really looked like it. Yeah, I mean, the thing is that if we could get Carol Strucken, Strucken, Mm -hmm. Strucken, Strucken, he's the right one to get. Okay. Because he basically is that. Yeah, he just needs some, some... Some basic makeup. (laughs) Yeah. And if we're already dealing with a low-budget movie, which they were last time. Yeah, probably will be. That's... And that's why I think, like, for the monsters, you get the people who can really be the monsters. I see what you mean. Um, and, like, my, my choice... I love David Harbour. My choice in David Harbour was I, I kind of feel like he's the next Ron Perlman in that oh. he's a good, tough guy. Uh, he's He's got the chiseled jaw, but he's also really good performing under makeup. A really good lead under makeup. Got it. Well, then do you want to make him the Wolfman? Because he, the Wolfman's the one that kind of has to be scary and fierce. Yeah. And theoretically, Frankenstein, well, needs to start scary and fierce and then becomes a teddy bear. Yeah, which I feel like he does well. Okay. I mean, especially in uh, in Stranger Things, when he's, if you've, I mean, spoilers, but <laughs> yeah. he, he shows a lot of his tender side, especially in the second season. He's he's really kind of opens up, and he's no longer okay. this hardened... So if, if that's something that you're passionate about, like, no, 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 it really should be David Harbour, then I'm happy to listen to you. Yeah, I do. I do feel passionate about that one. That's... David Harbour it is. Christopher Maloney, David Harbour, and Derek Mears. Which yeah, brings us great. to our Dracula. Okay. So I went female for this. Mm-hmm. I had uh, a star who has done comedy, because I originally know her from Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip. Okay. But she also has been in several seasons of American Horror Story. Oh. I cast Sarah Paulson. Okay. I know Sarah Paulson, yeah. And she's a fantastic actress, a wonderful comedian, and also kind of like has the look of someone who would have been sacrificed when they were the, yeah. the, the virgin a hundred years ago. And now is like, oh no, I'm about to kick some ass. Mm-hmm. And so that wasn't the idea I had going into it when I cast her, but I also just kind of thought she'd be fun to like be the person totally in control. 
Because mm-hmm. I think that'd be fun. Yeah. So, Sarah Paulson. Okay. Oh. Uh, and also, she almost ran me over once. Oh, well, that's that's yeah. good that she didn't. Yeah. Honestly. Well, so, like, I always put down, like, the person and then, like, what they know for in case I forget, what they're known for in case I forget. So I put Sarah Paulson, Studio 60, American Horror Story, almost running over Sam. <laughs> in, in Hollywood so, at the Ralph's on Sunset. Like, I'm oh, just, like, yeah. walking and then, I, I, I mean, I'd have been paying attention. Then all of a sudden, it just, like, there's a car there. I'm like, ah! And then, like, like, I'm okay. Sarah Paulson's like, you're okay. And I'm like, I'm okay. And then mm-hmm. I, like, walk past and she takes off. See, I think it was her. Missed connection. Had you hit her? Maybe maybe you'd be... No, no. She almost hit me. Oh, sorry. Did I say that wrong? I yeah. did. Uh, <laughs> had she hit you, it, it could have been... Uh, a, whole a whole different, different kettle of fish. Yeah. It could be uh, while you were sleeping or something. You know? <laughs> I don't like this at all. <laughs> uh, all right. So tell me who you had for Dracula. So for Drac, I liked the idea. Uh, the original casting was... He's hamming it up so much. And he's so cheesy. And he's kind of clearly not like he thinks he's in control but he's not in control of these other monsters like he's really not and uh, he needs the the silver head on the cane in order to control wolfman yeah and and wolfman defies him you know like he doesn't there's no love for for dracula really like he just thinks he's in control and that feeds into what we were talking about earlier in like the real big bad would be this virgin who was sucked through in the beginning oh so you would have both i would have both oh so for me i had uh cast bill Hader as dracula sure to bumble his way through it and we think he's the villain all the way through and then comes out at the end what they were trying to summon by opening this thing is this the, the virgin who hasn't aged and for that i i cast uh i can't i'm gonna butcher her name uh chloe chloe grace moritz yep i know the actress yes and so, i think you pronounced that right chloe grace moritz i think so sure I mean, why not I, I may have butchered we'll it. live with it but those, that's who i had as the kind of two vampire uh, i roles. like that and it had had the story gone that way yeah i i'm 100 percent for that i would I love Bill Hader. I would absolutely make Bill Hader our Dracula and then make Sarah Paulson like the puppet master, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, yeah. In, in classic movie monster terms, what would her character name be? Oh, boy. I mean, well, there's Vampress, right? Or yeah. Vampira. But she doesn't or... necessarily need to be a vampire if she's just like the Dark Lord controlling all of them. Sure, sure. She could literally just be Satan. Could be. But uh... I don't think that's as fun. No, I mean, uh, Mephesto or something. Mephesto's good. That's a cool... Let's, let's make Sarah Paulson Mephesto and Dracula Bill Hader. Okay. Or Mephesta. I don't know. It depends what culture you're in. Yeah, oh, that's true. Yeah. It depends on what part of the world it is. Uh, Alright, cool. So that's our monsters. So then, let's talk about the kids. The kids were tough. Kids were tough for me, too. I only had four kids... Sean, the club leader, Horace, the fat kid, Rudy, the cool kid, and Phoebe, the little sister. Okay. And full disclosure, for Phoebe, the little sister, I said, some actual child to be found at the time. Yeah, that's kind of my thought there. I left her open-ended. She she is necessary to the plot. 100%. And I think it's important that in you like you have this, a club like this, you have kind of the little sister who's just who just wants to be with her big brother. Right. Wants to be part of the gang. And right. I love that. That's yeah, so enduring. And I also love that... She's the one who tames Frankenstein. So I he, I have a Frankenstein. I can be in the club now, right? Yeah. I love that moment. I that's do too. a wonderful thing and I think we should keep it and that's and so I I just don't know who to cast for that because 
I don't want to go through a pile of five-year-old little girl headshots. Yeah. Not, I can't do it. Not unless I was being paid as a casting Yeah. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> it's, it's deeply uncomfortable making. It is. It, it really is. Um, so I left that one open, and I feel like, yes, child child to be cast at, at time T- of production. TBD. Yeah. Um, so I am fine cutting... Yeah. The little, the other little kid. But well, the tell me, who, tell me who you had for the I, kid. I didn't. I didn't. Oh, I, I left cool. him open ended as well. He has a beagle. Yeah, he's he's the one with the dog, the little little kid. Oh, he has yeah, the dog. It's I, a beagle. It's that was weird. That served no purpose. No, it served no purpose. But the dog was cute because he looked like my dog. So yeah, I was, well, I was excited. I mean, I, it was a dog. I'm always a fan of the dog. Yeah, dogs dog, can be in every movie, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, dog was a better character than the kid. So. Yes, one hundred percent. Yeah, but yeah, no, cut All that right. kid too. Yeah, so that kid's that kid's out. So that leaves us with three: Sean, Horace, and Rudy. Uh, okay. Who do you want to start with? Uh, we can. Sean was the leader, right? Yeah, actually, let's do Sean last because that'll lead into casting for his parents. Oh, good point. Okay, so let's let's start with Rudy, the cool kid. All right, so for Rudy, the cool kid, I cast Owen Teague from It. Okay, <laughs> you're gonna love my casting. Yeah, I had. I mean, I really, I looked at. Because unfortunately, like like the the cool kid doesn't really exist anymore. Sure doesn't. I looked at this kid. Oh, did you? Yeah, I think he's like seventeen though. Ah, uh, well, I mean, <laughs> Owen. And see, this is he is twenty years old. He does not look it. Yeah, um, no. All right, fair enough. We can. We but can. you will like this because both kids that I have, other mm. than Sean, are from it. Oh, okay. Well, so then... my Rudy is chosen Jacobs. Oh, okay. Chosen Jacobs. Who, he, I think he's 17. No. No, he can't be. How old is this kid? Yeah, Yeah, 17. he's 17. So okay. because he's the cool kid, I allowed myself to do that, but he's also a little bit older. Sure. But I also pulled from it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I had to. I mean, that, that's kind of the... Yeah, I mean, you can't cast the Stranger Kids things in Stranger Things again. Pretty much, yeah. And these are the child actors who are familiar with horror and would probably be pretty good at it exactly i mean pulling from that roster is good it, i agree i yeah, agree i think i 100 percent agree with your decision it was awesome okay uh i i like yours better though okay like, I, f- I feel like chosen jacobs is a good is a good uh i looked at him for sean actually oh interesting so i like it then let's talk about horace because i cast from it i had jeremy ray taylor oh interesting i also had jeremy taylor but in the name of going a little more diverse I had cast A. Patrick. Oh, who is who, A. Patrick? Not A. Patrick. I'm sorry. The character Patrick was the other replaceable white kid. Oh. Uh, I cast him as Hudson Yang from Fresh Off the Boat. Oh. Who is, is he's pretty hilarious. He's got the chops. Um, I, I don't know if he would be, he would be pretty good in either role, actually, as Fat Kid or... Hudson or, uh, Yang... He is 15 currently. At this moment, he'd probably be perfect. Yeah. I'm 100% in favor of more diversity. Let's go with Hudson Yang. Okay. Yeah, he's and, he, and he's funny. He's so funny, too. He's And his name does not need to be Fat Kid. Because, no. obviously, A, this child is not overweight, but also it's just more interesting to have diversity. Sure. But, but I also went that direction as well as Jeremy. Because yeah. Jeremy Taylor in It was fantastic. Yeah. That kid can knock it out of the park. Like, I mean, and if we need a fourth kid, he's good. Yeah, absolutely. But in terms of, I think Chosen Jacobs, Hudson Yang are good choices, especially because this kid has comedy and will want some comedy. Exactly. Good. So then that does bring us to Sean. 
Uh, my Sean is a child actor named Anthony Gonzalez. Okay. Who is the voice of the kid in Coco. Oh, okay. And he also has other live-action acting trait uh, things as well. Okay. But he is... I'm not familiar with him. Anthony Gonzalez. Oh, okay. Look at this kid. Look at, look, yeah. look at this earnest face. Super enduring. Look yeah. how upset he would be at his little sister. That's true. I can definitely see him. And so I actually think that makes him the youngest of all of them. But I'm comfortable with that, especially if that makes him the leader, which is kind of funny. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but it's got spunk. He's in Shameless. He's in Icebox, Imagine from Young. He's in Criminal Minds. Oh, okay. Like, he it's... is fresh, but then obviously Coco's amazing. Yes, yeah. And he's, and he's yeah, he's around. He's been around long yeah. enough to, to do, I mean, if he's in Criminal Minds, for God's sake. He, yeah, he, I mean, he's, I, he must be. Yeah, he must be. But I cast him also with an eye towards diversity. Yeah. So I did that as well for Sean, and that actually leads into how we cast the parents as well. Okay. Because um, I, I went for a more diverse angle, uh, and I cast Caleb McLaughlin from Stranger Things, who is Lucas in, in Stranger Things. I feel like that kid's got charisma. He's definitely definitely a leader, and I thought it would be fun to give him some of those lines. Well, then that just affects how we cast the parents. Exactly. So let's talk about who we have for the parents and then that'll, and then we'll probably just take the three of them as a group. Sure. Yeah, that's kind of how I was hoping we would do it. <laughs> so go ahead. For the parents, if we cast Caleb McLaughlin, I sure. mean, we'll have to... For the dad, I cast my old buddy Sam Richardson from Veep. And Great. And has been in Detroiters and, and just, just an all-around good guy. Super funny. One of the funniest guys I've ever known. Um, and then for Emily, his mom, I cast Tiffany Haddish, who's equally sure. hilarious. And... You know, given more screen time, I feel like those two would be amazing together. I agree, and I also flipped their roles. I made mm-hmm. them. I I would make the mom the cop. Oh, okay. And the dad, the stay at home whatever. Stay at home dad. But also the person who sits on the roof and watches the horror movie <laughs> with through, the kid. With the kid, like that was that was a wonderful moment. It really was. The kid, I mean, but also like the kids making a real fuss to go see this movie, and they can just sit on the roof and watch the movie. Yeah. Well, I mean. <laughs> it's part of it's part of Absolutely. the experience, it's, yeah, yeah, right? It's, and like, it's going to hang out with margin. friends. It's yeah. not necessarily seeing the movie. It's going. It's seeing it with friends. But also, it's like the dad's the one who would be, like the ones at home believes the kid does the thing, does other stuff, and then the mom's out just like, no, we got we got problems. We got stuff. I had to shoot a guy. That... I had to kill a guy. Yeah, was not okay. Yeah, he's and, screaming about being a wolf. Yeah, like he had a gu- like he literally stole a gun from a police officer and was starting to pull the trigger i had to do it first and i feel like there's something to be said there as well if if we do go that route and the the mom is more of the straight cop and the dad is is kind of the stay at home maybe the dad then is feeding into like you know maybe that that's their thing is they watch monster movies together that's why maybe it's the dad that goes to the yard sale yeah and so it's kind of more on the dad's radar and it's more plausible that hey maybe there is a mummy walking around maybe there is a freaking dracula you know sure why not Whereas the mom is more grounded and centrist and, you know, kind of like, no, like no, there's real crime. Yeah, <laughs> no, a car was stolen. I have to find out who did that. Right, exactly. Yeah. It did, screw your creature from the Black Lagoon. Like, yeah, you know. to the point where, like, if there's literally a creature from the Black Lagoon and she just, like, accidentally runs it over. Yeah. yeah. Oh, another moment I really liked was, like, the, the police officers, like, going down the road and then, like, the Dracula's car just oh, goes yeah. through them and they're just like... I'm not going to say a word. I'm not going to say a word. That was a great moment. That was a really fun moment. Just I a liked... weird, 
weird shit's going on, and I just liked it. Yeah, yeah, it was a really fun moment. I think that was a, a great reaction, especially after letting out a scream like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, as a great reaction. So yeah, that's that's who I cast as the parents if we went them. with with Caleb McLaughlin. My parents, the dad I have is Santiago Cabrera. I'm not familiar with him. I know. <laughs> Specifically cast some uh, lesser known some lesser actors. Okay. I know Santiago Cabrera best because he is the painter in Heroes. Oh, okay. Which Yeah. And he's great. Oh, Big Little Lies as well. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's what he's known for now. He's also in Transformers Last Night. I'll move on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not a good movie. No, it is not. I think the world moved on. Yeah, and then Cote... I'm bad. I'm going to... Cote de Pablo? Okay. Cote de Pablo is the name of this actress. Oh, yeah. uh, she has been on NCIS for mm-hmm. like 11 years. Yes. And so that's why I was like, oh, she'd probably be really good for the mom. Agreed. And... Her I do know. Her I do recognize. So. I mean, I, I for these kids that we actually probably could mix and match a little bit, mm-hmm. depending. We could. Like, I went a little bit less known just because it's what the movie did originally, and I also wanted to pull in the diversity. And I thought that these would both these parents would both work for Anthony Gonzalez's parents. Right. So and I, I did, I cast the exact yeah, same exact way. Same thing. So then with that in mind, say the name of uh, your kid again. Sean's name is Caleb McLaughlin. Okay, Caleb McLaughlin probably has more screen... Experience yeah. than uh, Anthony Gonzalez, so I think we should go with Caleb McLaughlin. Okay, and then I would just take your dad and my mom. Okay, yeah, would that work? That would work perfectly. Yeah. Okay. I admit that actually makes a lot of sense. And in terms of casting, the only other person we haven't talked about is the scary German neighbor. Okay, so I, I also cast the detective, his partner, oh, as well. Fair. <laughs> Uh, so I just threw Jake Johnson in there because I feel like they would great, be great together. And then I cast a Van Helsing because I was hoping that we would, you know, have that moment at the end uh, where he comes and helps us. Okay, fine. Who do you have for Van Helsing? Uh, yeah. <laughs> in the sake of horrible remakes and cameos, I and considering... I swear to God, if it's Nicolas Cage. Nope, it's not Nicolas Cage. Although Nicolas Cage would actually work now that I'm saying it out Yeah, loud. I know, I know. No, I, I cast Arnold Schwarzenegger because I thought it would be hilarious. Why? Because it would be funny. I don't know. We can do better. We can do better. Um, but <laughs> I thought it was like, it's a throwback to an 80s movie. He's an 80s guy. He came in leading a team in Germany. What more do you need? We can do better. Yeah. I'm sure we, uh, Nicolas Cage would be better. But I'm not sold on Nicolas Cage either. Let's give this some thought and let's come back to it at the end. Because okay. I think we can do better than uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. We, I'm sure we can. But <laughs> it was a last thought on the way over yeah, here. Yeah, got it. it. All really right, funny. that's fair. I like it. But, let's talk about Scary German Neighbor, who I'm sure has a name, but it's not important. No, actually, he is cast as Scary, scary German, German neighbor. neighbor. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Love it. I have Jane Lynch. Oh, she's, she's perfect. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's fun for funsies, can be, can be scary, and yes. then also like turn that off real can quick. Can be intense, yeah. Yeah, and so I thought that would be fun, and she also probably would have fun with the German accent. Exactly. Um, for me, I had Anthony Hopkins, who is also equally scary, and hasn't See, been Anthony seen in a Anthony Hopkins should be Van Helsing. I'm open for that. That would be amazing. Like, you, you, you CGI him up at the beginning, and then it's, because then if you age up the little girl to make it Sarah Paulson... Mm-hmm. Van Helsing ages two, and it's Anthony Hopkins. Let's do that. Sure. Anthony. So we got Anthony Hopkins, and then we'll do Jane Lynch. Jane Lynch is perfect. I was hoping for a bigger laugh with Arnold. Didn't get it. No. <laughs> I'm sorry. 
He's a little bit tainted. He is, but for the cheese factor. Oh, yeah. Cheese factor he's there for, you know, but we're not making the Expendables. No, we're not. We're really not. Because so. at the same time, we want the cheese factor, but we also kind of want it to be, like, earnest fun. Right. Like, I would put Arnold Schwarzenegger in a remake of Predator. Yes, yeah. And that's the direction I was going. He used to make stupid movies like this. Yeah. So, yeah. I've seen Running Man. I know what's going on. Yeah. Running Man is, ooh, that's another one that's, <laughs> not even the one-liners are good. <laughs> no. Anyway, yeah. so that brings us to our writer and director, or our director and writer as I wrote it. Okay. But before we do that, I'm going to just have a brief rundown of some of the things that didn't make it in that I think need to be, be addressed. Oh. So like I said, like some of the bad lines, like everything's homophobic. Um, yeah. I was... Great imagery is great. Did it seriously just kill the one black guy? Mm-hmm. And then there's the moment where Dracula's holding up this five-year-old girl, and he calls her a bitch. Yeah, that and was I'm a like, bit like absolutely not. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. deeply unacceptable. It's going that that was good. There was a lot of moments that were like that's too far for this yeah. for this movie. Like, I mean, it's too far. Period. But like, it just man, that, and all of those moments are definite moments that I feel like needed to be addressed, yeah. especially when the bullet like in the beginning when the bullies kind of beating on the fat kid and yeah. he. he I mean, I'm not going to say the word, but he calls him it like three or four times. Yeah. Like, he says a very bad word a yeah. few times. Like, it's just, man. It's not okay. No, it's not. Uh, I mean. And then I asked where Van Helsing, because I was watching this movie and then Van Helsing just shows up. And how on earth does he know about giving a thumbs up? That one I was, and see, and that's where the cheese factor with Schwarzenegger came in. I thought it would be like, oh, well, I mean, if it's a smiling guy who just comes out of the portal and gives a thumbs up. Who, he I would have been on board if it had been referenced at all in the movie at all once. Right, right. I understand. If it was like, well, no, I'm trying to make this this word cool. Or I'm like, no, no, well, thumbs up is last year. Let's do a new thing. Yeah. And he did the thing that the kid the, would be doing. Something like that. Or the thing that they was doing last year. Yeah. Yeah. Be cheesy. Like that. that. Yeah. Something. Or even something that they were trying to teach Frankenstein to do. Because there's a lot of super cool moments in this movie that they're trying to, like, modernize Frankenstein. There's yeah. a lot of fun moments like that. Uh, oh, but, well. yeah. Anyway, it, it was bad. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, writer and director. Uh, do you want to start with writer or do you want to start with director? Uh, we could start with, with writer. Okay. My writer is Paul King. Okay. I picked him because he wrote Paddington 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. And he did The Mighty Boosh, and he's written a bunch of other things, too. And I don't think it's as difficult to be as familiar with kind of like the classic movie monsters. Mm-hmm. I think that that's, it's possible to research that. But yeah. I think what's more important is capturing the earnestness of a movie for kids. Exactly. And just true, legitimate joy and wonder. And that's what I think the Paddington movies were able to do. Completely agree, yeah. And then you take something like The Mighty Boosh and you just take something like... Just, and then having fun with it. Because mm-hmm. as much as I love the Paddington movies, and there are moments of legitimate comedy make it a little like take something like this and make give it those same kind of moments of comedy that's i kind of think what we need i agree i I feel like this movie kind of needs to be uh endearing on multiple levels Mm -hmm. um but the the charm is at the center with the kids right absolutely for me i i chose a, a writing team that has been handling properties similar to this 
Um, if we're going to have a monster squad where we have a Dracula and a Frankenstein's monster and a you know a creature and then balance all these other characters as well, I thought the Russo brothers did really well with the Avengers films. Okay. And on a big budget scale, especially a, like a remake like this, they would probably be the ones that you would go to. Probably. Um, you want them, you want the big crossover movie. Right. You do go to the Russo brothers. Right. And I felt like they would be good at panning a, a script like this that's both enduring to kids and also managing the monsters. Okay. Because that's like what that. those movies do. Yeah, I like that. I think that's fun. Okay, let's go with the Russo brothers. Sure. Now talk to me about your director. <laughs> so I went back and forth on a, on a, on who would direct this. Like who would be a good good person to kind of manage this madness. And I'm not 100% married to him either. All right. But uh, I feel I like... I think you'll like who I have, but Probably. Uh, I think Drew Goddard would probably make a decent director on this Drew movie. Goddard's a good choice. Tell me some about... Uh, tell the audience about some of the things Drew Goddard has done. Uh, so Drew Goddard came from the world of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. He yep. was a writer, and uh, did he direct a few episodes of that, of Buffy? Wasn't he a cast member? No. Was he a cast member? No, he was a writer. I'm thinking, I'm thinking of the guy from... Um, I'm thinking of Jonathan, who went on to director right oh Empire. yeah 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 yeah. no not 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 him um, yeah no he was definitely a like here's a picture of him with joss whedon right and in terms well, of that's for cabin in the woods but still yeah well that's what i was gonna go to in terms of direction cabin in the woods was actually a pretty close thing to what we're doing with monster squad but more horror genre mm-hmm. right so what they did with, with Cabin in the Woods was they took all of these horror tropes and they made a movie out of it based around all of these monsters. Like in the beginning, the you know the break into the second act is zombies coming. Yeah. They, I don't know if you've ever seen it, but they have I've to, read it. Yeah. So you know. It's the, I've read it too. It's a good script, actually. Yeah, it was super fun. Yeah, it was really... I have a hard time watching horror movies, so I couldn't watch it, but I had to read it. I see what you mean. Yeah, and it's, a, it's a fun read. I read it as research for my movie, The Horrors. Ah, that's... That's a good one. I read it for research as well. Good. Um, but yeah, I feel like he was really good at managing the madness in that and uh-huh. also managing the monsters as well. Like, I like it. There was just enough, just enough in that movie, you know. To, Interesting. And, and he was good at payoffs too. At the end with the unicorn mm. and the man yeah. and the man with the, the merman. I just want more merman. Stab. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it was, yeah, that, that's my choice. I'm not married to him, but I feel like, I feel like he would do a good job yeah. with it. And the more you talk about it, the more you're talking yourself into it. Yeah. Except here's the thing. My director's Andy Serkis. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I was biting my tongue a little bit earlier when you wanted him for... Uh, for the mummy. For the mummy. Yeah. And I didn't write it down. Well, A, because I'll remember Andy Serkis, and B, because I want him to direct. Right. And because especially, I haven't... I mean, I've heard that the new Jungle Book thing they did is good. Yes. But I mean, we're not going to watch it, because yeah. why would we? But he is, and he also directed thing, parts of The Lord of the Rings. Like, he was kind of like the second unit director. Right. And he can do comedy, and he will know how to do creatures. Exactly. Like, he can direct the creatures and the monsters, I think, probably better than anyone. Yeah, I, and I completely agree. And he now agree. has experience working with kids. Mm. With the new Jungle Book movie. Uh, yes. I keep forgetting that that, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, I mean... To be fair, did, did anybody watch it? No. Was, yeah. But okay. we're not going to. All right. Yeah, I know. But I mean, like, but that's kind of the idea of what he's capable of doing. Like, he can work with kids. He did work with kids. And by all accounts, it is fine. Mm-hmm. I think that's a script and a publicity issue more than it is a, yeah. uh, an issue likely with the director. With the director, right. 
because I do think he's a super interesting, compelling person. He makes interesting choices. And that's what I think we would want for a movie like this. Yeah. I, I mean, it's Andy Circus. I agree completely. And you want to talk about monster management. Yeah. He's incredible. So, Absolutely. So I, I agree. So like, while Drew Goddard is lovely. Yes, he's a fine person. But let's, <laughs> let's, let's go with Andy Circus because I feel like he is the right person. I didn't even think of him in terms of a director. And I shame on me. I should have. It's a changing world out there. It really is. It really is. I've got to keep up with it. <laughs> All right. But I believe that completes our cast let me do a rundown to play our club leader we have sean as caleb or caleb mclaughlin as sean our cool kid is chosen jacobs horace is played by hudson yang and if we need a fourth kid we'll throw in jeremy ray taylor but probably Mm -hmm. not probably not the part of phoebe will be played by tbd sean's dad is going to be sam richardson sean's mom will be cota de pablo her partner is going to be jake johnson and the scary german neighbor will be jane lynch our monsters will be stopped by Van Helsing, who is Anthony Hopkins. And our mummy is going to be uh, Derek Mears. Our wolfman is going to be Christopher Maloney. Our Frankenstein's monster is going to be David Harbour. Our Dracula will be Bill Hader, but they will all be manipulated by our Mephisto in the form of Sarah Paulson. All of this is going to be written by the Russo brothers and then directed by Andy Serkis. The creature from the Black Lagoon will be floating upside down in its bowl. Yes. That's, that is our monster squad. Sounds like a remake I want to see. Set at Christmas. Because the first <laughs> one wasn't. But it's a Shane Black movie. So it's set at Christmas. So it has to be set at Christmas. Absolutely. I mean, that's the one thing that we got to take from every other script is yeah. set at Christmas. So. 100%. Cool. All right. Sounds good. You going to go see it? I would see this, actually. <laughs> I would. It would be fun. Yeah. It would be a fun little, fun little flick. And I mean, I, I feel like it's... Something that could probably come back now and be insanely popular with with everything that's going on with the Marvel movies. Oh, and, yeah. I mean, like you mentioned earlier, the dark universe, like Universal's missing out. They could, yeah, they, they could absolutely... All they need is something fun. Marvel, reach out to me. I have the script. <laughs> it's ready to go. Gee, I do too. And, uh, well... We're, we're fighting about it. We might be in competition here. Yeah, it'll happen. Uh-oh. I'm excited about it. Yeah, it'd be fun. Yeah. Nothing like a little friendly competition, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, but in terms of things that are out now that you can promote, what would you like people to do for social media or things that they can like and follow? Um, yeah, on social media, we have our uh, our Instagram page at Borderline Criminal Productions. Um, and then me personally, I'm Kev Most Stellar. I'm not going to botch it this time because it's the last <laughs> time. It's uh, spelled K-E-V-M-O-S-T. S-T-E-L-L-A-R. Weird name. Kev Most Stellar. And it's not that weird. Yeah, My last weird. name is Gash. Yeah. Good horror name. It's a good horror name, yeah. Can't really go to Britain, but the important thing... No, no, no. <laughs> well, I mean, so my real my real last name is Mosteller, uh-huh. and all you have to do is switch one L and one S, and it becomes Molester, so... Oh, no! Yeah, so that That's was... not okay! That was my junior high and high school. Uh, that well, was fun. Luckily, my junior high and high school didn't weren't as worldly, and I was merely Sam Gass. Yeah. Oh, see that you Since got G A S C H. Yeah, you got off easy. <laughs> yeah. In uh, comparison, yeah. Yeah. So, so anyway, <laughs> that's my social media. I like it. Uh, handles, uh, and uh, we have other. We're taking a script out for a round of pitches. So hopefully, maybe next year we'll be going into production on a feature. Um, fingers crossed. 
I think you'll get it. Oh, I think thanks. I think you're going to do good. Thanks, man. Mr. Recent winner of Best Director. Ah, yes. I uh, took home Best Director at Oregon Screen Week for my little short movie, Swipe Left, as well. That's uh, something that has happened in the last since the last time we... And I <laughs> like it. It's been an exciting two months for you. It has. It really has. So, hopefully an exciting few years ahead as well. Here we go. 100%. <laughs> uh, if you want to find out more about me, I'm at Sam Gash, S-A-M-G-A-S-C-H on Twitter. If you want to follow the podcast, it is at Ideal Remake on Twitter and Instagram, or you can like Ideal Remake on Facebook. Thank you, Kevin, for being a guest on the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a blast. And I'm going to end this with my favorite line from the movie that we never referenced, and I'm just realizing that now. Uh-oh. What is it? Come on, guys. Don't be chicken shits. Ha, 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 ha.